Welcome to the New Britain Herald and Bristol Press Stories of the Week. My name is Matt Hornick, and each Thursday, my fellow reporter Catherine Shen and I will take you through some of the newspaper's most compelling stories. We will bring on some of our colleagues to give you inside looks at their work and further highlight the best reporting being done in our newsrooms. This week, Catherine and I will speak with Albert Pagetto of Bristol Health about the local surge in coronavirus cases, as well as provide you with a final update on the presidential election. And welcome back to Stories of the Week. I'm Matt, and as always, I'm here with Catherine. How's it going? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing all right. We're just going to start with a quick election wrap-up. Joe Biden moves forward with assuming the role of president-elect after winning with 290 electoral votes across the country. It was a little closer locally, though, as he only... Uh, had a slight lead in Bristol, splitting the town by a a margin of just 1,400 votes, while uh, New Britain was a little bit closer with a much wider win for Joe Biden with just over 16,000 votes, while Donald Trump had about 7,700. And our reporter, Erica Jaswicki, did the reporting on that, and her story reflected the mixed reactions. She went out and spoke to uh, several local residents, and some of them were tight-lipped about it, while others were happy to share their opinions. Um, Most of uh, the voters from either side of the aisle actually came to a consensus that their, their biggest concern is for the economy, regardless of who the president ultimately is. Uh, They want to see America do better. They want to get past the pandemic and they want to see less unemployment. And as I mentioned before, Joe Biden continues to move forward as the president-elect, despite all of the tactics by Donald Trump and the Republican Party to impede that, considering that the voter fraud they are alleging is false and no election offices throughout the country are reporting any signs of mass voter fraud as is being alleged. So we can move on with our election coverage, which you can find on both of our websites, bristolpress.com and newbritainherald.com. But we'll be right back on the podcast with Albert Peguero from Bristol Health. And welcome back. We are here with Albert Peguero, who is the Director of Emergency Preparedness with Bristol Health. And he is here to talk with us about COVID-19 preparedness. So Albert, I thought we would just start with you know, introducing yourself and give us an idea of what you do at Bristol Health. Hi, so my name is Albert Peguero, Manager of Emergency Preparedness here at Bristol Health. Um, we've been, I've been very active with the command center uh, since we activated back in February. Um, I served as the deputy incident commander along with the director of emergency preparedness at that time. Um, I have since re uh, assumed that role and with this partnering with the entire system, uh, with multidisciplinary team to kind of navigate the organization through this, uh, what, what we're seeing as a second wave across the nation here in, uh, Connecticut and even locally in Bristol. Albert, for starters, uh, Bristol has entered and New Britain have entered red status on the alert scale. So what does that exactly mean? And how does that change what you've done and how are you guys adjusting going forward? Yeah, so the, the governor's office put Bristol into a red alert, which just means that there has been greater than, I believe it's 15 per 100,000 residents 
positive for COVID-19. Um, so it's just a heightened awareness that there is some uh, community spread and, and things like that. Uh, the town of Bristol, the city of Bristol is doing a phenomenal job with their kind of following the governor's direction with reverting to phase 2.1 here at Bristol Health. Uh, earlier, before the that, that announcement happened, we kind of rolled back our visiting piles, visitor policy to one time per day, and that just allows us to have uh, stricter control of entry into the organization. Uh, we have activated our command center. So what that does is it's the command, the command center uh, process that we follow is a, a national FEMA um, guideline that, that's used by uh, hospitals nationwide. Um, so we have a multidisciplinary team that kind of looks at our operations and how we navigate every decision that's made across the organization. Um, I'm, I'm very excited and very proud to say that Bristol Health is, is well prepared for whatever comes our way. We've learned many lessons uh, from our first incident earlier this year. We have, from that incident, we've, we've created an after action report where we kind of mobilized during the, the downtime of, of this past summer. We mo uh, activated 10 task forces that looked at opportunities for improvement in every area, every segment that you can think of. So going into uh, this fall and winter with the flu season and, and a, a spike in COVID cases, we are very well prepared. Um, I, I like to say Bristol Health is, is ready. Um, I, I encourage anyone that if you have a, a, a care issue, please don't delay your care. Bristol Health is safe and, and we're ready to, to care for you and, and take care of you. We kind of took my question from your answer already, but I, I did want to, uh, to ask, are there specific points that the hospital has learned since our first shutdown? Are there, uh, you know, um, a need for masks? So you did that earlier, a need for more training. So you did that earlier, you know, that kind of, that kind of preparedness. Yeah, absolutely. We've, so we've learned many lessons. One, one of them being, We've recently, even this, this fall, implemented a new screening policy um, where every employee is screened that comes through the door. We were doing that before, but we were more focused on temperature and, and learning from about this, this disease. We, we now screen every employee for all symptoms of COVID. Um, we ask employees if they have been tested or, or are pending, um, waiting for a test result. So we have all that data information that just helps us to create a safer environment for our employees, our patients, our guests, visitors, everyone that comes in through the door. Um, I, I, I truly believe with, when you're within the walls of Bristol Health, you're much safer than, than when you are in the community, right? Because we have hand hygiene stations. Everyone in the organization is wearing a mask. We, we, have, we screen everybody that comes through the door. So we are, we are very safe here. Um, some other lessons that we've learned is are include kind of creating stockpiles of PPE. So we are, we, we, even during the downtime, we know that earlier this year, there was a, a disrupted kind of supply chain across the world. Um, so when we were low with census and, and low in COVID cases, our supply chain team did a great job building up supplies. Uh, we built stockpiles for every Bristol health entity. So we are very well, equipped with PPE. We're very well equipped with creating a safe environment. We are very well equipped with creating surge plans. Um, and 
and I'm just extremely proud of the entire Bristol Health workforce. We have over 1,700 employees that are, are committed to our, our mission of caring today for your tomorrow, and they take that mission seriously. Um, whether we're in a crisis or not, they, they've really built up to, to make sure that we have the right environment, the right things necessary to care for our community. And uh, at this moment, how is Bristol Hospital doing in terms of coronavirus patients? You had mentioned before that the summer was pretty quiet, which was a testament to our uh, how well Connecticut was doing with the virus overall. How does what you're going through right now compare to um, uh, maybe at its worst or even before that? Yeah, so we're starting to see uh, more cases of, of COVID, uh, but that's very aligned to what's happening in the community, right? So um, as, as Connecticut went into a red phase, we started seeing some uh, in, increases in, in patients testing COVID. Um, one, one very important thing, when I, when I say that we're screening everybody, every admission that comes in through Bristol Health gets tested for COVID. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's kind of, a, it's kind of we, we're seeing patients that, that get tested for COVID. So patients that are coming in um, may not have symptoms that are common with COVID, but because we're testing them, we're finding that they are um, testing positive. So we're able to protect our workforce better by knowing that having that information readily available to provide, be able to provide them the necessary isolation precautions to provide care for that patient. So I know you're not a clinician, but um, I know there's a lot of conversation in both communities talking about um, the concerns of when schools reopen, the cases will go up. Um, when kids get back to school, cases will go up. Um, are you seeing uh, exactly where the transmissions are coming from? It seems like it's more from private gatherings versus public. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, it's very hard to say. I would say going into uh, the red alert, I, I just encourage everyone to practice wearing your mask, social distancing, increasing hand hygiene. We know there is exposure everywhere. Um, the, the, a big concern is if patients are, or, or if you're, you have a relative or someone that you know is asymptomatic, right, and they have not been tested, that does not mean that they, they, are, they don't have COVID. So that's the biggest concern. Um, so I just encourage everyone to, you know, attend to your hand hygiene, wash your hands frequently, wear your mask, social distance, kind of follow those protocols. Um, and, and if you do have symptoms, contact your primary care provider. Um, if you have a, a concern of any health care, whether medical or trauma, please come to the hospital. We're here. We're safe to care for you. And, and we're here to provide you the necessary care in a safe environment. And uh, what is your plan going forward if cases continue to rise and you see more uh, patients in need of hospitalization? Yeah, so I mentioned earlier, we have from our first wave and, and even before that, our, our emergency preparedness teams and, and plans have looked at what, what does a surge look like? So our command center activation includes daily meetings with a multidisciplinary team where we're looking at census, we're, we're talking with the city, we're, we're in contact with DPH uh, on the state, local, state, and federal level. So we're always looking at the numbers and the cases that are pairing, and we are prepared um, if we need to mobilize any of our surge plans to appropriately care for patients that come into our organization. Um, can patients just come into the hospital to get tests, or are there um, certain community health clinics around town that they can go to? Yeah, so... Again, if, if you have a, a concern, if you're symptomatic, I, I encourage you to visit our 
contact your primary care provider or uh, visit our, our emergency department. We are testing for patients that are being admitted. We test for patients that are, are going through a procedure. Um, but if you are just concerned um, and, don't, and don't feel like you need emergency care, um, you can call 211 and they have much more information about where to get a COVID test. But again, I, I just wanna emphasize if you are feeling ill, um, you do have concerns that you're symptomatic, please visit our, an emergency department. Um, you come to Bristol Health and we will provide that that guidance and, and clinical care that you need. Catherine, do you have anything else? I was gonna I was gonna actually gonna say if Albert has anything else he'd like to add that we haven't touched on, you think? No, I, I thank you for the opportunity. Um, like I said, like I mentioned when we opened up, uh, Bristol is doing such an excellent job. Our state is doing such an excellent job. So as we come in and progress through the uh, through the holiday season, I just again encourage everyone to wash your hands maintain social distancing um and again if you have any symptoms or anything um please please visit call your primary care provider you come to uh, the hospital um here at bristol health again we're, we're safe we have a safe environment to care for our patients we're we are in constant collaborations with uh the cha um which is our connecticut hospital association um they they have an, a, a whole after action report that they're doing we're in contact and collaboration with the local DP or the state department of public health. Um, and even on the federal side with, uh, uh, health and human services with the federal government. Um, we're, we're, we're active participants in all those forces. So, um, and we, we have what's necessary. We have over 1700 staff that are committed to caring for our, our community and our patients. So we're here for you if you need it. No, it's great to know that our uh, hospital system is there for everyone. And I know the key is to emphasize that it is a safe space for people to go for their medical help, COVID or not. So uh, we just want to thank uh, Albert Piguero. He is the Director of Emergency Prep from uh, Bristol Health. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Take care and stay safe and health and well-being. And as always, you can find all of our reporting about the coronavirus locally and nationally on bristolpress.com and newbrittonherald.com. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. For Catherine, I'm Matt, and we'll talk to you next week.